And on that note, <clears throat> I want to welcome everybody to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, we are joined tonight from the Media Action Network, the guy that likes to punch back against the liberal news media, Ken LaCourt. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening in Good your evening, beautiful... Sir. Good evening, sir. In your beautiful lodge studio that's, <laughs> that's, that's being built with a massive swatch behind you. Great. And of course, we are joined again by America's original fly in the ointment, America's lawyer, the man who runs freedomwatchusa.net. Dot, dot org. Dot org. Okay, I, was, I couldn't read your hat perfectly well. Right. America's lawyer, Larry Klayman. How are you, sir? Uh, doing as well as can be expected under communism. <laughs> ah, that's a good answer. And of course, this show wouldn't be complete without America's humble servant, actor, writer, provocateur, saint, center, lover, father, grandfather, economist, mathematician, mathematician, but most importantly, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, mathematician. Yes, it's a word he made up. It's he a combination up. between mathematician and statistician. It's mathematician. And beautician. Yeah. beautician. Sorry, Larry. And beautician. Yeah, you're gonna he have to. Yeah, and you're gonna have to. He has a beautician. You're gonna have to really grab that, Mike Larry. I don't really care how it looks, but Can't grab that. What you're telling me to grab, okay? Grab that, Dan, Mike, and Great. turn the and turn the knobs. Okay. Uh, perfect. And right. I, I, you know, some of those mics, you literally have to be like four inches. Like this one is right in my face. And, yeah. and if I took it back to here, you can really tell the difference. Yes. And, and, and so right, right off the bat, I, I just, I, I really want to get into something that it's extremely important. At the beginning of the day, I was talking with Ben on the phone and we were talking about funny stories and as not funny stories, but pathetically sad stories about this regime. And then as the day grew longer, we started getting into more serious stories uh, uh, that uh, I, I'm really angry about this. And I think everybody in the world should be angry about this NIH report, Ben Stein, with, uh, with uh, uh, Fauci lying to Congress. We know as far as, back as we, we know as far back as 2018 for the people that aren't familiar with this that uh, what, what, it's something called gain of function, a word that they like Me to use means it makes it more deadly and powerful. Right. And so they use the word gain of function to sound like they're doing something scientific, Ben, when at the end of the day, they're just pure Joseph Mangala's in these labs. And the, there's a lot of blood on Fauci's hands across the world. There needs to be indictments. Cotton has brought it up. There needs to be apologies to Rand Paul. And uh, it's... I, if I may say, may I, may I respect Yeah, please, you, go. I think... I think there needs to be apologies to the whole world. Yeah. I mean, this is a man who was making a deadly germ even more deadly. That's what gain of function means. And I, I was saying this to wifey. I was explaining about this to wifey. And wifey says, well, why on earth would they want to make it more powerful? What, what's the point? What, what good is it to the citizens of the U.S. who are in part paying for it? to have it be more deadly? And I said, that is a question that is so frightening. And the answer to which is possibly so frightening, uh, I think if we heard it, we would want to indict uh, an awful lot of people. Well, but give me, me but, but Larry, I'll get to you now, but it, yeah. well, give me one example. Give me, I know what the, what the reason they're gonna claim is, Ben. It's the nuke, it's the nuke argument. Uh, you know, if they build nukes, we build nukes. If we, if they build, if, it's the only thing I could think of, or uh, defense of this. I can't, I can't think of it. It's to combat disease. Well, but we already, we, we and they already had this evil virus. Yeah. Uh, why did we need to make it more powerful? How, how what good is it going to do us? To make it more powerful, what good is it going to do the Chinese to make it more powerful unless you're going to use it to kill a lot of Americans? And how do they know that the wind will blow it back and kill a lot of Chinese? I mean, well, this seems like uh, really something so evil it could only come out of a comic book. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're a Raban movie, uh, Larry. Well, you know, and, and Ben raises the ultimate question. Why aren't these people in the ind indicted? When has anyone been indicted, Ben? in our lifetime at a high level, okay? Even 
Richard Nixon, who was obviously the best president ever, particularly, particularly compared to what we've got today, even he wasn't indicted and the Democrats were at his throat at the time. So we have formed at Freedom Watch, and you can see it at freedomwatchusa.org, a citizen's grand jury. We've talked about that before. In 1992, the late Justice Scalia, writing in a majority opinion for the Supreme Court in a case styled United States versus Williams, ruled for all of the justices that the grand jury belongs to the American people, not the other three branches of government. Juxtapose that with our Declaration of Independence, which says that when the sovereign, the rulers, cease to represent the people, the people have a right under the laws of nature and nature's God, not the law of the king, not the law of the state, not the law of Merrick Garland, not the law of Christopher Wray, the attorney general and FBI director, respectively, not the law of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Gerald Nadler, but the law of nature and nature's God to take action. And we declared independence at that time and formed a new nation. Now, we have indicted them. You can watch the indictments, see the indictments on our website at freedomwatchusa.org. We have a judge. We're going to try them. We're going to seek their conviction, and we're going to ask the police and military to carry it out. They should get life imprisonment. <laughs> so you just like get to appoint all these positions yourself. How does that work? Well, you know, it's kind of like, Ken, I'm sure you're, I, I'm sure you're a good guy. I'm not, you know, I, I think you need to do a little education here. Okay. I'm, I'm very interested to hear this. Yeah. D don't laugh at what I said because I do take offense at that. Okay. Because this is you exactly set up a private organization to indict people. Can I, you know, I'll, you, I'll listen. Yeah, you listen and you learn, okay? Because apparently you know very little, okay? Okay, guys, relax. We have discourse. Our founding fathers, okay, declared independence from a king who was far less worse than the current rulers of this country. King George III was not a socialist. He was not a communist. He was not an atheist. He was not a radical of these other groups. And they themselves waged what in effect was a coup d'etat. And I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm suggesting peaceful and legal. But we have the right. And before 1870, go back. I'll send you a copy of my book, and you can do independent research. Before 1870, we had no Justice Department. The rule of law was carried out by the people, the Old West, Wyatt Earp and Company, people like that. It was never nullified that we could do that. And that's what Justice Scalia was recognizing. You may not like him but he wrote for the majority of the Supreme Court. And we have the right to carry out the law ourselves when the government fails us. Now, Ben, you're not going to like what I'm going to say here either. Okay, we've got a, a Democrat party, which is literally inhabited by the devil. We've got a Republican party, which is worthless. All they do is fundraising. It's a racketeering enterprise to raise money. They get reelected. They shoot their mouths off. When they controlled all three branches of government, what did they do? No one was held accountable for anything. They've never held anyone accountable for anything at a high level. They, when they had the opportunity to uh, reform Obamacare or abolish it, they didn't do that. They defrauded the American people in, in being elected. They had the opportunity to balance the budget. They never did that. And just most recently, Republican leaders were getting national security briefings. They knew what was going to happen in Afghanistan with Biden. They wanted it to happen. When you see them on Fox News, they're smirking, they're smiling, they're happy because they think that's going to get them control of the House of Representatives and Senate in 2022 okay. and the presidency. Okay. Larry, 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 I think with all with the greatest respect, are you telling us that Abraham Lincoln did not have an attorney general? I said that on January 1st, 1870 is when the Justice Department came into effect. So okay. Abraham Lincoln did not have an attorney general. What What does Abraham Lincoln have to do with? Well, he was president until 1865. I, I was under the impression he had an attorney general. No, but go, go back and look. There was no justice. And department. somebody could look that up. But can, let, can, let Ken no, LaCourt get not, in quickly. I don't think Ken, ben, Larry, 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 Larry. I don't think Ken was making fun of you at all. I don't think. Let's just reset. He was just simply I don't saying. Don't fun of me. But if you're going to say something like that, know the facts and know the law. The okay, American people okay, have the okay. right. Okay, Ken, please go for it. I, I, I still don't. So, so 
explain the concept of of how the the judge and the indictment process from what you're setting up works within our structure. I don't recognize our structure. Our structure is inherently corrupt. There you and there you are. There's your answer to that. But Ben Stein, let's get back to this this story because it is a real story, and and uh, we we actually if any Republican lied to any form of the government, Ben, as we saw in in the past uh, four or five years, they'd be indicted. Long, longer be ago in than that. Longer ago than that, my dear friend. Yeah. No, but I'm just I saw referring that to happen. Happen up close and personal. Uh, yeah, a Republican couldn't get away with this. Never, no Republican could get, get away with this. I mean, the sad fact that Larry is bringing up rather keenly is that there is one law for the Democrats and so-called progressives uh, and one law for the Republicans and the conservatives. Unfortunately, the Republicans have not done anywhere near as much as they should with this problem. But, uh, but there is clearly one law for leftists and one law for conservatives and that and one law for the ordinary citizen who owns a hardware store or a small restaurant or a, a shipping company and another law for a person who owns an investment bank and, a, and has a giant house on in calorama in washington dc there are there are set different sets of laws for different people in the united states of america and that's not that's exactly what's not supposed to be happening so Ken, let me ask you a question because uh, I take everything aside that uh, we've discussed so far. I, we, we obviously know Fauci lied under oath. We 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 have tons of evidence of where this thing came from. And going to both Ben's Ben and Larry's points, do you think there's ever going to be an indictment? Do you think anybody's going to get in trouble, Ken? No. No, I think I, I look. I mean, Larry, a, a point that Larry made that was that was true is, I mean, Ben, you're right. There is a different legal system for Republicans versus Democrats, but even more, it's it's the insiders and the ones with access and power versus everyone else. I mean, I mean, there's there's several dichotomies there. So no, I don't think that any of these guys will will face anything serious on on any of this. And that's the point. And, and they knew five minutes after. After the first Wuhan headaches came, they knew exactly what happened there. And and the concept that the people who've been publicly fighting this disease for the past two years are the ones that helped create it is 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 mind blowing. I think to most people. And, 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 it's yeah. just uh, just uh, Edward Bates was Attorney General under Edward Lincoln. But anyway, uh, I don't doubt for a minute that no one's going to be indicted under this. Uh, and they, and clearly they should be. And clearly we're still being lied to on a colossal scale by our government. And if the Republicans cannot stand up and start screaming bloody murder about what was revealed today, something is very serious. So you see, Ben, you raise a good point, an excellent point. And this goes to what Larry says. The reason Larry set up, just so everybody knows, Larry has represented, he started uh, Judicial Watch and now runs Freedom Watch. And he's he represents people that can't afford lawyers, that, that he represented Jerome Corsi, who's the only person that didn't get indicted by Mueller. So Larry truly does yeoman, yeoman's work and God's work for our country and for the people that have been indicted and have been in trouble. He's extremely passionate about what he does, and he likes to go up the grid a little bit about how he does certain things. God bless him. I think it's extraordinary. But to, to, to the bigger picture and the bigger point of what Larry's talking about, Ken, is you have three or four Republicans, maybe 10 at best, who, who um, you know, you have we'll Cotton and Rand Paul. Right. We'll you have Rand Paul and Cotton speaking out. Where is Senate leadership? Where are these? Well, wait, 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 can I intervene on that? Can I just say something? Yeah. It's one thing to speak out. It's another thing to act. And what I was saying about the Republicans and I'm currently a registered Republican, but when I have time, I quit, okay? I quit, <laughs> okay? Is that it's just speaking out. It's raising money. It's going on Sean Hannity and saying, this is what we're gonna do, but it never happens. Today in the hearings, and I hope people will watch our Citizens Grand Jury today at freedomwatchusa.org. It was the beginning of the process of indicting Merrick Garland and the FBI Director Ray for turning the Justice Department into a Gestapo to use against the American people. Oh, that's good. I love that. I love whether that. I love that. Whether it's peaceful protesters on January 6th. I love that. Whether it's threatening parents who are concerned that their kids are being taught that they're racist from birth 
and being taught that homosexuality, gayness, lesbianism, and transgenderism is normal. And if you want to turn yourself into a transgender, you can do it under Obamacare for free. I'm sorry. And, and you can make that decision at age two or three. Right. And, you know, there's a movie, I'll throw a little humor in here, okay? Bruno, which is a disgusting movie by Sasha Baron Cohen, but he didn't make it in Hollywood. He came from uh, Austria. He wanted to be the most famous Austrian since Adolf Hitler. This is Sasha <laughs> Baron Cohen. He uh, was gay. So he goes on a show after he flops, like Jerry Springer, and he comes out with a black baby. And the black people in the audience ask him, they say, why do you have a black baby? And he says, to be successful in Hollywood, you have to have a black baby. <laughs> and, and on that note, the, the humor of Larry Klayman, who will well, be- Let me finish it. Who, no, so another, bla another black person gets up and says, what did you name your black baby? And he says, OJ. And another one gets up and says, how did you get your black baby? He says, I traded my camera for him. Okay. Now, oh, God, that's horrible. That was, a, that was actually in a movie. Larry, yeah. enough. In today's you, world, Larry will be performing in a couple weeks stand-up, and he will finish the rest of the joke. In today's world, to be it's, successful in Hollywood. It's, it's time country, to move on. You have ben, to have a transgender baby. Okay, that's Larry, Larry, trouble. Larry Clayman, you lost the over-under of how many times you'd plug yourself. Ben had four. I had five, I, I won. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. Um, I wanna welcome everybody out there that's listening. And remember, discourse is important, different thoughts are important, and different, uh, different avenues of doing it. Ken does his through Media Action Network, which my mother, it really is her. She calls me every morning, Ken, and says a story that you had it on your site. And she said, did you read Ken's story? We have Larry Clayman from Judicial Watch. Freedom Watch. I mean, Freedom Watch. I'm sorry, Larry. And of course, Ben Stein, who writes every day almost for spectator.org. But you could also find us on Rumble. Just go to rumble.com and uh, subscribe to our channel. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, please do that. And even if you're listening to the, on Rumble, please go to our podcast and download it. It's very helpful and very beneficial for all of us. Uh, and I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. At this I, want, point, I want to back up for a second. Uh, Larry, I'm pretty sure the Baron in Sasha Baron Cohen's name is made up. I don't think he's a real Baron. No, I believe it's his. I believe it's probably his English version of his no, Hebrew, a, of his he of, of his Hebrew name. His I sued him, so I'm not a great friend of Sasha Baron. But Cohen. tell me, but Baron is cannot possibly be. No, I'm almost positive it's the it's the English version of his Hebrew name. I'm just That's glad just, you guys watched that crap. So I don't. Have I haven't to. watched you it. You can Larry's, tell me the good jokes on it. So I've never sat through a Sasha Baron I, I Cohen get, movie in my life. Okay, let's let's okay okay. I did. We did serious, and so uh, this, let's let's get a little for a second uh, levity here. Um, <laughs> Uh, today, Ken the gay Buck transgender kid didn't work. What do you mean? <laughs> that yeah. was pretty good. No gay, no gay black transgender. I had a transgender is the City. new black in Hollywood, right? Uh, okay, I had a so judge in New York City who was the first black female transgender judge. Her name was Bats, L A B T S. I can tell you what the, her nickname was. And regrettably, she died. We didn't wish her any harm, but she's no longer on this. Well, that, that's very kind she's of you, in, Larry. She's in transgender okay. heaven right now. And, and did you see the new? This is levity, Judah. Just go with it. Did you see the new number of, of, of letters that we have to use to describe this community. Yes, it's uh, added like four or five. Justin Trudeau oh, just, just tweeted wait, this one. Wait, I, I have not heard this one. It is, it is 2SLGBTQQIA+. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it means somebody bashed their head into a keyboard is what it means. No. Uh, the, the two S's mean for two-spirit, which is like indigenous something, lesbian, gay, bisexual. Although Weird. that implies Wait, okay, that, okay, although bisexual mean? implies that there's two genders, so I don't know how what, that works. What is the difference between gay and uh, homosexual? Or is that we, the same uh, thing? No, there's no H anymore. Homosexual is what what Christians call gay people. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> Q is is queer. Okay, what's the difference? A second Q, a second Q. I don't know the gay. queer one. I think the queer one is just kind of like. That used to be an insult, and now we like it. Like go. No, no. I actually think there's a difference, and the only reason I know this is because on the dating apps, people list all these different things they are, and I am constantly having to Google 
what these things mean. So go you, on. Are, I want to hear more about your gay no, dating. No, app. you don't. The second Q is questioning. I what is. What does that mean? It means, it, means it means you're very fucking confused. I is. Oh, fuck. Intersectionality. I'm not sure. A is is asexual and plus means if we didn't include you. So come on, guys, get with it. So there you are. There, there you are. Thank you very much for the. Yeah, levity. you're welcome. I wrote that one down beforehand. The you and Larry can go on the road. Successful in Hollywood today, you have to have a transgender child. And you know what? I want to know how you have to Three's be more drunk. successful, Larry, is by pulling that mic up and speaking into that <laughs> damn mic so I could actually hear you. Uh, and you're I, going. You're going an open a, mic. I'm in Hollywood, and see, I am. I you should be very, very successful. <laughs> And now I'm not. And I wonder if I'm 76 years old. Is it too late, Larry, you're a lawyer. Is it too late for me to adopt a transsexual baby? It's Ben, no, it's and, never and too and late. It, and you can adopt any baby and you can turn them into transsexual free of charge with Obamacare. Thank you. Thank, thank God, you. I have totally lost this. I want to get, thank you very much for that story, Ken LaCourt. I am eternally grateful. And thank you, Larry, for your levity. And of course, Ben Stein, always a very it's, amusing. Unfortunately, amusing. it's true because that's what makes it. That's what I laugh. I never had a transsexual baby. I never had a black baby. I got to be fairly successful. Well, maybe, the maybe they're in the closet. Ben, maybe you actually did. Ben, the ben, rules of change. Hope. In California, you can go in and have your son register as black, yellow, green. Uh, green maybe you ought to be registered as something else. Can you? Where do you do that? Whatever. You can, in California, you can be whatever you want to be. It doesn't matter the biology. You can I think you can, I think you can do that on gender. I don't think you can do that on race, because otherwise my daughter is going to become black. No, 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 no. For grad school. It's, 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 it's people. Have, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I think you can, Ken. Check no. it out. Uh, well, Ken, she's if, going to Harvard then, pal. Ken, she's never gotten to be in life. Ken, if you're going to do race, you might as well have her add sexuality because it goes even cheaper when you add all the dimensions of intersectionality on her yeah. application. I highly suggest you do that. But I want to get to the next story, please. Uh, it's Ken Buck. The Republican uh, from Colorado today, I don't know if people were seeing the hearings at all, but he displayed a Hunter Biden painting during Thursday's oh, House God, Judiciary this hearing, this is great. asking Merrick Garland if it could come close in value to two classical art pieces he displayed. The displayed served as, as a lead up to Buck asking Garland. Wait, uh, wait, said, wait, 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 sir. Judah, Buck Judah, Buck Judah, showed, as you told it to yes, me, it was Buck even showed better Garland, than that. Buck showed, well, let me finish. Buck showed Garland paintings of Monet and Degas costing 700000 and 500000 respectfully. And, 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 and the third painting is a Hunter Biden, Buck added to laughter. After Garland said he didn't recognize the painting, Buck said that the particular, the particular painting sold for half a million dollars. You can get a Monet for under a million dollars? A little one, a little well, one. Oh, okay. Hunter Biden painted it, it, for seventy-five to five hundred thousand. It's a deal. I got, I got to tell you something. I have, my mother was an artist. She was modern, uh, in her approach to things. And I saw those paintings that uh, Biden Hunter is selling. I, I actually thought they were pretty good. The bottom line here is that he didn't paint them. That was another fraud. They hired somebody else to do it. That's that's and, a very interesting theory. But Ben, getting back to it. It, 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 I'm impressed with Joe Buck for, uh, or Ken Buck for bringing this up, not the former baseball announcer. I'm impressed that he did this to Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland got pressed on quite a few other things today. But Ben, it's, it's, it, this is the, what we were talking about before. Republican leadership really needs to seize on these obvious, illegal and threats to national security, Ben Stein. I, I am 100% in agreement, uh, not, not to discuss the national security. There's some stories about that in today's Wall Street Journal, but she doesn't like for me to read the Wall Street Journal. But anyway, but there are the stories of the incompetence of this administration are just breathtaking. And as, I, as we keep saying, it's incredible to get away with it. It's just absolutely incredible. I mean, yeah. they might as well have a stand up at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue saying favors for sale in Rome, Rome, Italy, not Rome, New York. 
Rome, Italy. There is a very famous building, and it's, uh, it has a plaque in the back, in marble, maybe it shouldn't be called a plaque, in Latin. It says, here are for sale indulgences, plenary and full, whatever full means, I'm not sure. And that means an indulgence is something that the Catholic Church sold to take away your sins. You could pay a certain amount of money and say if you'd murdered someone or raped someone, the, the church would erase that sin by drawing upon its bottomless treasury of good deeds done by the saints. And that was an indulgence. And, so, and it was against that that Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther uh, based his uh, reformation that led to Protestantism. Something very similar to that is going on with the Biden White House. It's a pay to play. Uh, you have to pay. They will sell you to play. You know, let's give credit. I'm, I'm getting off the point, but I want to get back to the point to the Catholic bishops in this country that wanted to deny the communion to Joe Biden because he's in favor of abortion and is pushing it. He's a baby killer. That's what he is. Bottom line. And the Pope, who's communist, he is a communist, the Pope, tied his hands behind it, tied their hands behind their backs and said, oh, you can't act politically. This is the Pope. OK, the Catholic religion is a fine religion that's being run by a communist right now at the Vatican. But the American bishops, they wanted to stand up to this. Now, let's get to the major point here. You listen to, J to Jim Jordan. You listen to uh, others like Rand Paul. Why couldn't they do what I do? When I ran for the Senate in 2003, I said, I'm going to take the concept of Judicial Watch inside of the Senate and bring lawsuits inside, inside the Trojan horse. Why do they have to just talk? Why do they just have to raise money? They can bring the same lawsuits I did against China, class action lawsuits. They can join ours. They're welcome to do it. And why is it that Freedom Watch has to do this and our government, including the Republican Party, which in my opinion has become a corrupt racketeering enterprise to raise money, to get themselves reelected, to enrich themselves? Why is it? that they take no action other than talks. So I'm tired of hearing Jim Jordan with his rolled up sleeves like Mr. You know, mm. wrestling coach from Ohio State. I'm tired of hearing the rest of them. Louis Gohmert, I mean, what they're saying is right. Okay, what they said today at the hearing is right. But it's just talk. And it's just to get their face on Hannity or something like that and raise money. And the okay. American okay. people are getting screwed. Well, that's an old story. I'm sorry to say. I'm afraid it's getting no, no. worse and worse than yeah. usual because now we have China, which uh, if China invades and seizes Taiwan, that will be a major foreign policy humiliation for the U.S. And I, some kindly smart person on TV the other night said, what if the Chinese just took a whole bunch of troop-carrying uh, airplanes and landed 20,000, 30,000 uh, fighting men on in the airfields of Taiwan and said, okay, we're ready to fight and we're gonna, and we're gonna use uh, missiles and jet fighter jets and everything. And now the Taiwanese are well-armed. The Taiwanese are an incredibly resourceful, de de dedicated people, but will they fight or will this just be another, and will the U.S. stand up for them or will this just be another tremendous humiliation with the U.S.? That is what scares me. I, am I, going I do not on. want my son, I do not want my son going to war because Biden, is too much of a uh, fraud as a leader to keep us out of war. I'm going. Right? I'm, I'm going with the embarrassment thing. But Ken, Larry actually brings up also another good point. A, a good point, which is it's it it's so disenfranchising to the the base of what it was the Republican Party. I'm not really sure what you'd call the party now. With the with he's right. These guys get there on they get there for on FaceTime. And nothing ever seems to to happen. And it's it, it, if you went to most, and I truly believe this, if you went to most Republicans or most Trump supporters, they wouldn't consider themselves ideologue Republicans, Ken. And it's 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 a really frustrating thing, I would imagine, for most people to be watching. It's why you fight back. It's why you started your paper. And I find myself more annoyed with them when they actually have some power. I mean, obviously, maybe they can do some their own lawsuits instead of speeches. You know, I was more frustrated with them during the first two years of, of the Trump presidency when it's like, OK, you've got the reins of power, you people, you this this majority. I mean, 
you know, when they're minority in both houses and, and all they're doing is bitching and getting on Hannity for the most part, that's kind of kind of how the game has usually been played. And and, you know, hopefully they can position themselves well enough to take one house back coming up soon. But uh, I, again, I find myself the most disappointed when they actually can do shit and they, they don't. Well, you're right. And 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 here's the rub here, Larry. OK, sorry. Uh, I was, uh, Mike. Okay, here, put here's, the here, here's the rub, and this is why, Ken, I said that I think I'm advocating we had a, a, a Third Continental Congress. It was the Second Continental Congress that declared independence. We had very distinguished people. You can see it at freedomwatchusa.org, people like Alan Keyes and Sheriff Joe Arpaio and others from all walks of life, a lot of black conservatives who are the most courageous people in this country, frankly, much more courageous than whites are. And we are going to declare independence and we need a new legal system. As I write in my book, which Ben was kind enough to write a little endorsement for, Jefferson said, my Article pleasure. three judges, Article three judges, unelected, unaccountable to the people with lifetime tenure would become despots and tyrants. He was against that. And he said, this would cause us to shed the blood of patriots and tyrants again about every 20 years, adding what's a few thousand dead to refresh the tree of liberty. He didn't want to see anybody dead or hurt. Neither do I, neither do you, neither does Ben, neither does uh, Judah. But he was predicting what was going to happen. And that's why we need to take our legal system back, just like our founding fathers did when King George III took it away from us, when you know events broke out at Lexington and Concord, and we objected to his high taxes. This is the problem. And we are not going to accomplish anything by talking anymore. The time to talk is over. We are already 90% gone, living in a socialist, borderline communist, increasingly atheist country, which is now destroying our children and our grandchildren and our future generations. Our founding fathers, Jefferson and Washington in particular, would be millionaires in today's world with inflation. They risked everything because they knew that their kids, grandkids, and future generations would live under dictate, a dictatorship. Now, all that they prophesied has come true. These so, people are much worse than King George III. Bring back King George III. Let's dig up his body, bring him back. He's, he's a whole lot better our, than what we've got. To Ben's point, to Ben, to Larry's point, and I'll go to Ken on this, which you spoke of a second ago, it's they're, 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 with their lack of leadership and the lack of accountability, Ben, and we've spoken about this many times, and the lack of prosecutions and, and the constant gaslighting by, by re certain Republican figures that something will be accomplished. At a certain point, Ben, I don't see this ending well. I don't see people like getting their throats stomped on. I don't I, I and, and on a on a constant basis, I don't think American people like being lied to when we all knew where this where where COVID came from. And anybody that asked, how can we trust them on vaccines? And I gotta be asked the honest question right now. How can we trust Fauci on vaccines when Fauci, when we know that Fauci was a, knew about this in the first place? How can American people that at what point do they do they revolt, Ben? And it's just, it, yeah. I hope and pray they do not revolt with guns and with violence, because the last time we had a revolution of that kind, a great, great many fine human beings died. A great, great many of them, including many of my wife's ancestors. So I hope and pray we did never have another civil war, another war between the states with guns. But I think we do need to have very serious changes in our legislative system. And there, there is something wrong with my wonderful Republican Party that I've, I've always been a Republican all my life. I've never voted for a Democrat. Uh, and I, 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 something is wrong. We've got, we've got to be standing up for this. We've got to be standing up for a lot of things. I, I will go back to something Judah apparently doesn't want to talk about, but I, I, with respect, I think we must, which is that I think there is likely, not certainty for sure, to be war in the China, in the Formosa, Taiwan Straits. And I am really scared to death about it. I don't want to see a war involving a country that has nuclear weapons. And I frankly think Taiwan also has nuclear weapons, although they say they don't, but a lot of countries that have them say they don't, including Israel, have, say don't have them, do have them. But uh, let, let's, let's, let's ask our president, where 
are we going? Are we going to defend Taiwan? We have pledged over and over and over again that we're going to. Are we now going to back down on that and be humiliated and be in a position where all of our enemies all over the world are going to push us around, where the Venezuelans are going to invade all of northern South, northern South America, where the Cubans are going to invade all of the Caribbean? Where does it stop? I and mean, where, where does it stop? What's to stop the Russians you know, from taking back the Baltic states? Where does it stop? I don't think China, Ben, has to even move militarily against Taiwan. Unfortunately, I know because, you know, I was an international lawyer for a long time. I still am in some ways. I did a lot of international trade. I had many clients from Taiwan. The Taiwanese, even back in the 1980s, were investing heavily in China. Okay. And basically, China wants to nationalize what exists in uh, that's Taiwanese owned in China today because the labor rate in, in Taiwan became so great they moved to China. And blood is thicker than anything else. And the, and the Taiwanese, I think, were also naive in doing that. They can just shut the spigot off and destroy Taiwan without even sending military over there. And they can in, close in, to doing in that what to us way? Right what, now. What, what does that mean, Larry? Well, it means the, they, shutting they the Taiwan. Shutting the spigot off part. And, and yeah, what, the, is, what, Chinese, what are those? Rem- the Chinese own Taiwan. I don't think so. Well, so how do you how do you turn off a spigot? I, I'm, 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 do they you nationalize all the the, the Taiwanese owned companies? In- I don't. And China, that, that search Taiwan is a very very rich but small island. They're not going to go broke because of the Chi- anything the Taiwan Chinese do. But if the Chinese were to invade Taiwan, would Taiwan want to fight? Would we fight to defend them? That is the real question. And, should, we, and should we fight to defend? Them, Ben? I'm not sure, but I I think we probably should. And may I tell you why I can? I know it's a damn good question. Uh, I think we have now been humiliated so much that there's no end to the humiliation. Uh, Should we fight with nuclear arms? No. Uh, Do we want them to fight with nuclear arms? No. Uh, Should the Taiwanese be uh, setting up uh, defenses around all their airfields? Yes. Uh, do the Chinese have enough amphibious craft to go the very considerable distance from China to Taiwan with an army? No. Uh, uh, question is, could, could the Chinese, red Chinese do what Hitler did in the low countries and in Scandinavia, just land a whole bunch of forces at air bases and then take over? That I think they could do, but not as the Taiwanese, and we are able to fight back. But should we go to full-scale war to, to rescue Taiwan? I don't think so, especially not if it involves even the possibility of the use of nuclear weapons. And so, and, and here's what the do you, biggest... What do you think, Ken? What do you think? I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, no, I think would be my, 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 I mean, you kind of want them to think that you will, and you want to be strong enough and tough enough that they stay away from you. Yeah. But, you know, would I be sending my kid over to go save Taiwan from China? That's not quite at the top of my, uh, gee, I'd like to do that list. No, I don't want to do it with my son. Either. I think Penn, Ben hit the excellent point. I believe Taiwan does have nuclear weapons. Taiwan, South Africa, when it was run by a different regime, acquired nuclear weapons. Argentina had nuclear weapons. The Israelis and all these countries that have been pariahs have been working together in the past, thank God, frankly. And I believe Taiwan wouldn't get to the point they'll use it. Israel has over 100 atomic weapons. Israel could destroy the Soviet Union. They could destroy China if they had the ability to deliver those weapons. And I think Taiwan, uh, the Chinese people are smart enough to do the same thing. Hey, but, that but would getting, be a big deterrent for them if they did then. I mean, but, but getting back like, to it. And we've seen a nuclear, a nuclear country be invaded by someone else. Yeah, and it would be a Holocaust for Asia. And then it would get here, you know, like the movie On the Beach, you know, many years ago. Right, right. Before you holy smoke i didn't think anyone but me remembered that movie i'm you glad know, somebody the, remembers a movie the of Italians were and... waiting for the nuclear uh, fallout to come to them gregory and, peck an amazing actor one of my favorite movies was um and ava gardner i think what was my favorite movie a gentleman's agreement but getting uh... back to but getting back to it i just want to say something is that the, a big reason, Ben, I don't know if the Wall Street Journal brought this up, was is because Xi Jinping is under a lot of pressure right now. Their mm-hmm. economy is extremely stressed, and he needs a wag-the-dog moment because he is coming up for re-election very soon. So let's, let's not kid ourselves of the theatrics. We know China's all about the theatrics. And the big reason they could be doing this is because he's up for re-election. And, well, then, and- this is a, then this is a Richard Nixon moment. This is a time when 
if he were smart enough and had great big steel balls, which he should have, but doesn't, uh, Mr. Biden could say to the Chinese, we're going to help you out. And we're, we're not going to let you be uh, choked off economically, but please uh, keep your hands off Taiwan. I think that's what Nixon would have done. And I think that uh, by, even Biden, who is uh, not up to Nixon in any way whatsoever, I think he could do it and uh, forestall a real giant crisis. Will he do it? I doubt it. But no, he, he could won't do it, it Ben, because the people in and around Joe Biden are socialists and communists, and, and they would actually prefer China to have control of Taiwan. I happen to agree 100%, and this was the point I brought up with you, and I'll get to you with, on this with Ken, because as my mother, my, and I said this to Ben, there are a lot of average Americans, Ben, that are starting to think about the ties of this regime to China and to Russia. And I'm talking about common, I'm not talking about, I, I don't believe anymore in conspiracy theories. I'm talking about Ma and Pa in the middle of uh, in the middle of America somewhere, Ben, that are really starting to believe that there is some sort of uh, China Russia conspiracy going on with America with with this uh, regime. I, I think there is something of that going on. I mean, I, I don't know enough people to form a meaningful opinion statistically, but. Uh, it, it just does seem as if we're doing too much that, that favors and helps them. There was a story in the Wall Street Journal today. Again, Drew doesn't seem to like my reading the Wall Street Journal. No, that's uh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, just so everybody understands, he's kidding around. The joke is that he doesn't get today's news today. Ben's reading yesterday's news today. So he always, whenever we speak, he says to me, how did you hear about that story? And I'm like, I went to Fox News or Breitbart or Ken's site. It, which is the current day. Ben, you're like, there used to be a, a, a good show on CBS called Early Edition where you'd get tomorrow's paper today. You're like late edition. You're getting yesterday's news today. And in this world that we live in, Ben, it's so, it's it's minute to minute news. So well, get, please go on. Story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. Ben, it's the same the, news every day, so it doesn't matter. The, the, uh, the Chinese have developed a... Uh, intercontinental ballistic missile that can go up into space, circle the Earth, and then come down and land on its target, making it very difficult, if not impossible, to block even for the most air, sophisticated air defense systems such as have been devised by Israel and the United States. That's very scary and very terrifying. We do not want the Chinese to have the leg up on the whole world in nuclear weaponry. And to Ben's point, and, 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 and Ken, we've lost all credibility. So it doesn't really matter what Biden says after our disastrous pullout in Afghanistan. The, you, think the, you think Taiwan's going to go, yeah, we believe him. We, 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 we know Biden's got our back 100%, just like he did with all the Afghanis. But that's why maybe this is the time for him to say, you know what, I, I screwed up in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I have shown a, a considerable lack of will. I do not have a vice president. Uh, my, I don't even know the name of my secretary of defense or secretary of state, but I am going to go uh, and stand there uh, in the Taipei or in uh, Beijing, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to avoid war and to keep Taiwan an independent country, to be sure, one that cooperates in every possible way with the People's Republic, but uh, an independent country. I'm not going to give away a, a valuable friend and ally. And I think you're you're being too kind to Biden. I mean, the guy. Is, I probably he's, am. He's, he's brain. It's dead. not Ben's I mean, not being too kind. You know, you know it's, for a long it's called, time, he, it's called he's he's being hopeful think, and he's. Praying. I think Biden died a long time ago. I don't know who's playing the role right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like bin laden they, you know he he died of natural causes before obama claimed he killed him you know so you know I, i'm not I, sure I, this is, I, I, is I, I, I would like to respectfully say i think the situation in taiwan Strait is extremely dangerous and some kind of dramatic action by the president is necessary. And I think what Larry's saying is very unlikely. I think what Larry's saying is we have nothing but proof so far no, that this no, regime no will make it worse. I'm sorry to say that is true. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We have a little bit of it all tonight for everybody. Disagreements, humor, off-colored humor, and humor that has fallen completely flat. Uh, I want to remind everybody, please get our email. 
benstein.substack.com. Download the podcast, go to Rumble, subscribe to our Rumble channel. Go to Freedom Watch USA for LarryClayman.org, FreedomWatchUSA.org. Uh, go to Larry, donate a few shekel. He is defending people. He is defending people. He has at, at least 60 people that he's defending with the mask, with the vaccine well, mandates. We're in the process of preparing that class action, yeah. And as, uh, that's not extreme. just the mandates, the, the, uh, the whole aspect of, you know, what is happening, forcing people out of their jobs and that's extremely important. And of course, Ken Lacourt from Media Action Network, who added some much needed levity to the show tonight. You're, you're, it's so appreciated. Yeah, Ken's a good Ken. man. I'm sorry that I reacted to you, Ken. I'm sorry that I laughed at your court. Right. And, and everybody's, everybody, I love it. We, kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. And of well, course, I just, ben, I just converted Ken. Okay. So, <laughs> I think I want to be a prosecutor. I, think, I, think I didn't go to law school, but I want to prosecute somebody. No, no. no. Next time there's a, a so called insurrection, which was not an insurrection. Uh, no, that, that, let's talk about yeah. that for and, a minute. The idea of treating that, which is basically, basically a sightseeing tour as an insurrection, is absolutely unbelievable. And it's going to be at, at the front of the pack with the reincarnated version of Thomas Jefferson, because Jefferson would have been at the, at the front of that so-called insurrection. Why not Abe Lincoln? He's got the beard. But Ben, the last one of the few things. I, I don't know why. I, I, I said, kind of you know, weird to me. I say this to people all the time that complain about the cities and states they're from. You know, if you're if you're a Republican and most in like like us in, in California, we have literally zero say uh, in New York the same thing and all these city in all these cities and states that have, have these horrible uh you know crime waves going on and all these different things and i'm always like to the democrats you you voted for these people and i'm looking at this race and i was talking about this with larry yesterday in virginia and i'm thinking to myself how in god's name is this scumbag terry mcculloch who is it, I, I get that. I get that you don't want to vote Republican, even though nationally he's, a criminal. In a state. he's beyond a scumbag. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand, Ben. When did this start to happen? That that national politics became state politics. Well, in Virginia, I can tell you, I grew up in that area. Okay, please I do. Tell you, I can tell you that Virginia was a fairly, not entirely, fairly reliable conservative state. And then lots and lots of suburbanites from Washington, D.C., who were largely left wing, moved out to the suburbs to escape the black people in Washington, D.C. and the other and the suburbs in and Maryland. And for lower taxes. And, and, for Mon and Montgomery County and Prince George's County, Maryland. And the composition of the racial, ethnic, demographic, political, economic, socioeconomic status of people who lived in Virginia changed quite dramatically. So that, for example... I have a very good friend named Bob Noah who lives in Virginia, and he, he has a family, some of it unfortunately has recently passed away, in, in extreme Western Virginia. That area is very, very conservative. But in Northern Virginia, it's now Northern Virginia, Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax County, Loudoun County, they now have gigantic numbers of uh, metropolitan people uh, who are uh, by nature uh, Democrats and by nature left wing. And uh, they are uh, unfortunately changing Virginia quite dramatically. But that wasn't my question. My, oh, my I'm sorry. I, I bet, and no, no. And thank you for that. My question, though, was when, like I brought up in the past, New York used to have a Republican senator and a Democrat senator, right? They had Moynihan. They had the motto. There was always a yin and the yang. You voted for the person that was governor. New York's had Republican governors. I think Pataki was the last one, maybe. But you've had where you vote for your betterment of your state by the candidate. When did when did that stop? I mean, California's had obviously Reagan and Nixon as great Republican governors. When and Nixon we, was never governor. Not very sorry. Not really, but when did we lose? Tried. Yeah. When did we lose that? I think people became more politically acute and, uh, uh, which I say, died in the wall, angry, uh, then uh, dogmatic, uh, starting, I would say, uh, around the time of the Vietnam War protests. Uh, people became very worked up and still are very worked up and uh, didn't really understand what was going on. They were lied to dramatically and horribly during Watergate in a startling way. Uh, the the uh, leadership of this country was uh, smeared and uh, demeaned in a way that uh, never made any sense. And it's just uh, all it is, is 
way of uh, inviting the communists to come on and take over. Uh, Larry, uh, in a minute, uh, how how evil, how bad is Terry McAuliffe? Because because you, you know them personally. Uh, yeah, I know him well. I, I uh, deposed him. I sued him at Judicial Watch. Uh, he's a clown. He's very personable. You know, the devil's very personable too. And I remember one time. Uh, well, let me go back. He's the one who gave or arranged for the low market uh, loan mortgage on on Clinton's house. That if was you can speak York. up, Larry. He's the one that arranged for the below market loan on Clinton's house in Chappaqua, New York. That was illegal. But we also know that he's been laundering money for Bill and Hillary Clinton, you know, for years. He, he is truly a criminal. OK, and he's a clown. And when I after I deposed him at the last White House correspondence dinner, I was invited by my friend, may his soul rest in peace, Paul Rodriguez, who was the editor of Insight magazine owned by The Washington Times. He puts his arm around me, you know, like he's my friend. I said, Terry, get your hand off of my back and don't put it in my pocket. Okay. That's very funny. Right? But he's very, he's very personable. Okay. And that's how he's, he's the second biggest fundraiser in the history of the Democratic Party after Ron wow. Brown, after Ron Brown. And he's Hillary Clinton's right hand person. That's what he's always been. He's sleazy to the core. It speaks extremely poorly of the people of Virginia that they elected him. He's probably the most dishonest governor ever elected in modern history. And the fact that he's even in the running to win again is an absolute disgrace. And to, to close the loop on what Ben said, these are not just white people who fled Washington, D.C. because they wanted to live with more white people and get lower taxes. These are government people, government people. That's right. That's a very good point. Our leftist by definition, and they've destroyed Virginia. So excellent some points. Part, but some parts of Virginia are still extremely beautiful, many parts. Oh, it's so, a beautiful state. I'm saying that the body politic has been destroyed. So Ken, I go to you. I mean, it, it, it's like the Clintons just won't die. <laughs> they just, they just, uh, and, and, and nobody's talking about the oddity of Bill Clinton getting a urinary or some, an, an infection in a certain part of, uh, part of the irony of a you're certain saying part he had of, the clap. Is yeah, that what you're implying? It, 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 no, I'm not implying. I am not implying. Hillary. Yeah, right. We know Hillary doesn't have whatever he has, but um, no, actually but, she does, but he has no interest in her. So that's but, but, but Ken, but Ken, it, 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 let's get back to this Terry McAuliffe thing, because it it's it, don't you just want to like say to people, I get you don't you're not a Republican, but what in your why would you vote for a guy that, you know, doesn't care about you whatsoever? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, Larry, you know him the best. Why is he? Why is he winning? Is he winning? I thought. It was or why fine. is he governor? Well, because he's very he's very personable, and he has he has right. access to a lot of money, and you know, advertising is the name of the game, and people are not paying attention. One of the things I've seen, guys, and this is the scariest thing of all. We can complain about the Republicans doing nothing and and be more than nothing more than a racketeering fundraising enterprise. We can call the Democrats evil and infested by the devil. But the big problem here is the American people themselves. They're sleeping. It's like they're sitting on the deck of the Titanic as the ship of state is ready to hit rock bottom. I, I test people every day. I go around, I make little comments, you know, try to be funny. Uh, I try to see where they are. They are afraid to talk. They don't want to do anything. They think that you know, even if they're a conservative, watching Sean Hannity is enough. We're reading Mark Levin's book, which doesn't tell us anything new. We know that we're inhabited by Marxism. His, result, his, uh, his proposal is, well, let's just protest and boycott. That's not enough. And, you know, this is the scary part. So, Somebody turned this phone off yeah, and forgot to, point. So to, to To make the point, I uh, am updating my book, It Takes a Revolution to Forget the Scandal Industry. The new title. Tell the name of the book again. What is the name of the book? Well, the current version, which you can get at Amazon.com or FreedomWatchUSA.org, is it takes a revolution, forget the scandal industry. The updated version, which will come out early next year, is retitled, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, because the left has already seized control, Wake Up America. Okay, wake up, get up off the couch. If you're a senior, get out of retirement. If you're middle-aged or young, do something. Just don't sit there and watch Sean Hannity say every single night, and the Democrats say we're going to throw granny over the cliff. I'm tired of hearing that. Same monologue every night. 
But this people who watch that think that they're actually doing something. Can jump in. Slipping away. Man, Sean Hannity's living in your head. That's the fifth time you've mentioned him tonight. No, I, I, can't stand the guy. I can't stand him. He's a complete fraud. I can't stand him. And, uh, but uh, Ken, I want to get to something because I think this is extremely, because a friend of mine sent me, um, there's a new movie about Fauci. And uh, it, 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 obviously it, it paints him in, 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 in a stroke of genius as, as the savior of, uh, of the broken. Uh, you have a massive email list. And now I've never really asked you for anything. I don't. But I would beg of you to send out a mass email to your list that on IMDb, every, on IMDb, and I'm saying this to our audience too, everybody on IMDb, give this one star and write a terrible review. We actually, it's, 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 it's something we can change. It's got, actually, it, it did, uh, it, it got exactly that. If I recall on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 2% audience review. May I, may I ask what is the name of the movie? The, the savior just type in google fauci and you know what he, isn't that movie dead by now no uh it's on the it's streaming uh, on one of those uh it'll stream almost, forever but it, i mean is, is anybody talking about this movie anymore you or? know what though i just would love to see it i would just love to see republicans you know it, this goes to the culture war and we can have an effect we can you know if you if people do read reviews before they before they watch something so there are certain shows on Amazon or whatever streaming services there are that we have to start saying, we like this, write down, write down our good reviews, write down our bad reviews. And I think but it's you gotta, important. But you have to actually have to watch it first, don't you? Yes, yes, you do. But I could guarantee you this is a- God, I'd, rather is, watch, I'd rather watch that Sasha Baron Cohen and his transgender gay kid. I'll, I'll tell you what. Than a, than a, than a, than a blowjob for Fauci for an hour I, and a half. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, since the show started off a little, you know, wait. We're all one fine. night in Larry's office. I can't say where that office is. We will all watch together Bruno. We will have a Sasha Baron Cohen night where Ooh, all of us watch together these, uh, these the, the, the wonderful works. But Ben Stein, getting back to it, I know I'm like you. I do believe that there's, I, 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 I want to believe that there's hope, but it's, it's just really hard when you see these stories going down. And you see, the, the last thing I want to talk about is the Merrick Garland thing when he literally went and, and, and went against these parents because he got letters from the school board. And they, they showed that on the Hill today. There was absolutely zero evidence. He's, he's going after these parents as domestic, domestic terrorists. Uh, terrifying. Terrifying. This is a man who consider this, that he was nominated seriously, pushed for the United States Supreme Court. This is a man of such low moral character that he would go against parents for standing up for their children right. and not wanting their children to be brainwashed. And, and, and for that, for people, for, for the fact that the Republicans kept him from being on the Supreme Court, revenge is still being taken. Well, you know what, Ben? With the exception of Clarence Thomas, the other ones don't have that much integrity either, frankly. And Larry, a lot but, more integrity than Merrick Garland. Well, yeah, anybody has more integrity, integrity than he's. He's almost as brain dead as Joe Biden, and you can see that today. I don't think he is brain dead. I think he's very cagey and difficult. I, I happen to agree with Ben on this one, Larry. And since you are doing open mic night in a couple of weeks, I will give you a, a good tip. Speak into the damn mic. Um, that is your tip for your open mic night. And uh, Ken, what do you got rocking on uh, right now on uh, uh, Look, the only thing that I... Uh... That I'm, I'm kind of happy right now about is is the SPAC is is the Trump team SPAC today, where they're raising several hundred million dollars to 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 start up their social media thing. Um, love them or dislike them or whatever, the concept of that that they now have a a company that will have between three and six hundred million dollars to throw against the Democratic kind of kind of monopoly machine in the in in the tech world and in the social media world uh you know i, I wish him godspeed on that and that's uh that's that's an interesting let me make a suggestion there the american people need their own money donald trump claims he's worth in excess of eight billion dollars he can pay for it himself that can be his gift for having screwed up and giving us joe biden well, but if he didn't give us joe biden we would have had hillary clinton yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I think you guys should go on the road together. Uh, Ken and Larry, do the road. Okay, on that note, but uh, Larry, you can find Larry at freedomwatchusa.org. Go to his website. 
invest some money. Uh, Ken and Larry are going to be hanging out next week together. And of course, you can find Ben Stein at spectator.org. He's constantly writing. Uh, he's got his new book that's going to be coming out very, 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 very soon, I believe. Cool. Well, I will be finishing it probably tomorrow. That's, which is extreme. Really? Do we have a title? Uh, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm to tell you the title, but, but, I, but I do have a title. But you can, you can tell us what it's about. It's about my uh, interaction with Richard Nixon. Very cool. I, I, you know what? I would actually pay to go see a movie well, made a about movie. you. It's very extremely complimentary, extremely complimentary toward Nixon. I don't think they're going to make a movie. You know, you know Ben, I, I like Nixon too. I, one of the things I liked about him, we have time. We don't. That is that he was not an elitist <laughs> and he was not an Ivy League snob. Okay. Right. No, he was great. He was great. Yeah, but you great. know what? Even if he did all the things the Democrats said he did, he would still be one of the best presidents by default. Best president of ever. the 20th century. Uh, ever. All and right. on that oh. note, we have run out of time. I want to thank everybody that's been listening. I want to remind everybody to keep downloading the podcast. Go to rumble.com and subscribe to our channel. Like I said, Ken is Media Action Network. Larry is freedomwatchusa.org. Ben is spectator.org. And Ben Stein, we will see you Saturday night if you could please take us out. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world thy hands have made. I see the stars, I hear the roaring thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed then sings my soul my savior's god to me how great thou art how great thou art and that is sung in honor of the world's greatest human being Judah my Friedman. wife alexandra denman an actual living breathing deity Mega dittos, I agree 100%. And on that night, you know, God bless you all. Have a great night. We'll see you all Saturday right, guys. night. Good night. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. That was a good one, guys.